Hello and welcome to Aluminium On Air, a podcast brought to you from Aluminium International Today, the leading B2B magazine for the global aluminium manufacturing and processing industry. I'm Nadine Bloxham, the editor and content director for both the magazine and the Future Aluminium Forum, which is an annual conference and exhibition developed to help the sector adopt digital technologies and discuss how Industry 4.0 can optimise aluminium manufacturing through machine learning, robotics, automation and augmented reality. Across this series of podcasts, I'll be speaking to industry experts and well-known faces about the latest technical developments, new projects, investments and general goings-on. Who better to kick off the first edition than Mr. Tom Jones himself? Although the Tom Jones I'm referring to is, of course, the CEO of the Aluminium Federation, otherwise known as Alfed, which represents businesses who process, trade and work with aluminium across the UK. But I would like to welcome Tom Jones as our first guinea pig slash interviewee for the Aluminium On Air podcast. Um, Tom, obviously we're we're doing this over very different means of uh, kind of contact today because I've had to phone you as we can't be anywhere near each other. But how are you? I'm very well, thank you. You? Good. Yes. Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Um, this is this is all quite new for for Aluminium International, and it's something that we hope we can at least kind of keep the industry connected with and and keep everybody chatting. So. You'll, you'll be our first our trial run and then and see how we go from there. <laughs> Thank you. I feel rather privileged. Good. Yes, it is an honour. I'm sure it is an honour. Um, so we're, we're obviously in strange times at the moment. Um, how, how are Alfred currently working with sort of helping members through it or how, how are you personally working with any members? Well, we, we moved offices in June 2019. Uh, and with that, we updated our IT, our server and phone systems to allow us as individuals or as teams to work remotely when required. So we were quite lucky uh, that, that that happened. Um, we are still very much operational while working remotely from home. We are providing essential information to our members on COVID-19, government information on trade and all our regular industry and business notifications are still going out. Um, all our physical meetings and training have been postponed and we are, we've adopted uh, Microsoft Teams 365 or Zoom video conferencing uh, to allow some of, our, some of our meetings, the sector group meetings, to continue. So, for example, we've had board meetings by Zoom, we've had a recycling sector group meeting by Zoom, we've had an extrusion group meeting by Zoom, uh, and they've all worked quite well. Um, what we are doing, our, our training programme, obviously because of the physical presentation um, uh, uh, has closed, uh, and we are moving these online. So we've had some really interest um, in, in this. And the first training session to go online will be on Monday the 6th of April, and the subject is guidance to working remotely, mental and physical wellbeing. It's a free 40-minute uh, podcast, and... Um, we, we believe it's something we should offer to, to, to help those that have never worked from home before, uh, that are struggling with um, the environment that they're sat down in, 
uh, and to get them through and, and some guidance to help them uh, stay happy and safe. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I think especially, like you say, there's a lot of people out there who haven't been in this position before. And if we're, if they're coming from more kind of manufacturing or hands-on roles and then suddenly we're all just sitting in front of computer screens and, and in, a, in the back room of our house or somewhere a bit awkward, then that would be really good. And, and the mental aspect as well, I think, is a great thing to, to kind of focus on too. Well, well, it is because we're all isolated. Nobody can talk on the phone. Nobody can video conference or you can text um, or email. It, it, it's nothing like being in an office where you have um, other team members support you and, and, and you can talk to um, about personal or business issues. Um, so one of the other, this, uh, this situation has, has, has allowed us to sort of um, think differently and adapt differently. So one of the things we are doing, and, and as you know, we have a large technical training program this now goes online as of mid-April and can be put into sort of small bite-sized chunks and offer it as a modular program. So we, we've, we've adapted quite well um, and, uh, uh, to this, 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 this situation in terms of actually still trying to provide um, the value for members that we do physically. Brilliant. And have, have you had a lot of kind of conversations with members as well? Have they been in touch to say you know how they're getting on with this challenging time or are they all they seem to be dealing with it in their own ways which is good well we, we, we we've had um, many many conversations we, we, we sent out and published a covid19 essential um industry uh, position paper asking the government to to consider aluminium a an, an essential industry um and so we also with that, we surveyed members, and the response was, was, was great. You know, some of the other uh, the numbers, the number of responses we had were great. Some of the messages were, were quite sad um, and difficult to read because companies are are closing because of um, uh, the supply chain is stopped downstream or upstream. They can't get materials. They can't in, uh, ship their products and invoice off. Um, but others, there, there's a, a slightly happier picture where they they continue to trade and. Um, responsibly and, and kept the, the two meter distance and, and still produce products um, so yeah it is challenging times for members um, but as, as we move through these the, this the last couple of weeks we've seen many members starting to temporarily close their business yeah so, so obviously this this is a big challenge and this is a big talking point at the moment but kind of putting it to one side slightly just to to make this podcast not all about COVID-19 as I'm sure everybody is quite uh, had quite enough of it um, but what what would you say has been sort of one of the biggest challenges so far during your role as Alfred CEO obviously not with this not in mind COVID-19 um, yeah. well I joined I joined in the Aluminium Federation in January 2018 and at the same time as joining we had US 232 Russell sanctions and of course Brexit um, so we as a team, Alfred and I, we, we faced many challenges that, that I was very, very new to. Um, I think the first challenge that, that, that we had to understand and I had to understand is we had to evolve and adapt to the changing industrial environment, particularly with Brexit and the ramifications of understanding how, how the industry will function um, after Brexit across borders and, and, and the new trading conditions that we may, may endure or appreciate, depends how the trade negotiations go. 
So we we recognise we have to build our capacity, capability, both in technology and people, adapt to the new ways of working and embrace the technology and also adapting to industrial changes. And still, whilst doing that, offering more value to members, partners and stakeholders. So personally, one of the significant challenges for me was understanding how government and government officials and the associated departments are linked and how they work. Um, and that's very challenging because they work in different ways to, to industry, um, uh, very methodical and I would say somewhat slower. Yeah. So from the second week in this role, I was lucky enough to meet with government ministers and officials. Uh, this challenge became even greater when I agreed that Bayes and Alfred would play a group of Bayes that Alfred would play our part in bringing rules of origin to our members and business in general to support industries through the Brexit process. Um, I was quite lucky. I had a lot of support from government, all departments of government and very hardworking civil servants that still support us today. Excellent. So you've uh, you've been kept on your toes then over the last couple of years. I have, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a, a real a, a real journey uh, of, of enlightenment, enlightenment because I worked in industry uh, and managing a trade body is quite quite different. Um, have different objectives um, and different ways of working and and uh, different types of engagement. So I can say personally, I think I've learned a lot and we've changed an organisation quite a lot. Brilliant. So what, what would you say then the industry can expect more of from Alfred over the coming months? I know obviously we're in quite uncertain times for the next couple of months, but um, you mentioned obviously the training elements. Are there any other ideas or any other ways you're working to kind of really engage more with members or offer them more? Well, we continue to support members, partners and stakeholders and currently doing the late, with the latest information from government and all departments. Uh, we continue to disseminate this information and publish through our website and send to members. Uh, our goal is to main, kind of adapt and, and, and using technology, uh, online videoing, to get greater engagement with members um, and influence in government and the industrial sector uh, because the presence of physical meetings are, are no longer there uh, at this moment in time. We are still developing our knowledge partner program with universities and organisations that bring huge value to our industry and members. Um, the wider engagement, as explained, with members of partners to bring high value offering, high value offering to members. So, and we still want to continue our training and education program uh, through the um, uh, through the video link. Uh, and and um, whilst that's not always possible. Uh, it's something that, that we are we are looking at and planning to do and develop that offering. Um, we are here in, in these times to support members through through COVID nineteen and, and and the consequences and ramification of that and drive industrial issues with government to ensure members are represented at all levels. Brilliant. And so that's obviously something you're doing with existing members. And I know over the last few months, especially over the last couple of years as well, there's been a lot more uptake of actually members joining Alfed. Um, and I know you've got some very plush new offices as well, which you can host them in now. But what, what else are you doing to kind of encourage new membership and, and you know, across, across this, all the different sectors that you work in for Aluminium? Well, i just update your membership. Our membership this year is up up by 21 new members. Fantastic. Who joined us in, thank you. Enjoyed us in the first, joined in the first course this year. 
Um, and also, we have over the last two weeks of, of whilst COVID-19 has been going on, inquiries from four other organisations about membership. And I guess, you know, my message is we're a membership organisation. Our mission is totally membership-focused, ensuring we continue to drive value for members and uh, information engagement. And this value has increased substantially with our, with, with our leading work with government on Brexit, trade support, US232, and now COVID-19. Um, and part of our value offering that, that makes us attractive is with partners we work with, universities, catapults, and organisations that bring a wealth of knowledge, insight and information to our members. And I think we have a strong presence and influence within the aluminium sector and are recognised by many organisations, including governments being a leading organisation to work and consult with. So that, that kind of you know, attracts um, membership. Our branding, I think, is, is wider. Our scope is wider. Uh, our engagement uh, with many organisations across the industrial sector and government is, is, is a lot wider and a lot deeper. And that alone um, makes us quite attractive at these times. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think... Like you say, the support through these times will be shown as well with, with everything you're doing. And hopefully we can we can kind of come out of it on the other side and, and those other companies that are interested and have shown interest recently will then join join on as well. Yeah, I, I hope so. But it's all about kind of industrial engagement too because we, we all want the same as, 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 as trade associations and industries. We want an industrial brace. Sure. When we come out with the other side of COVID-19 and then... You know, then we move on to um, negotiating uh, our Brexit in, uh, free trade agreement, which I believe is actually um, paused slightly because of um, uh, not being in the same room with people and uh, the, 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 the two-metre uh, social gap. So um, it, it is, and, and, and hopefully we can move on and, and drive value to members and attract more partners and other stakeholders and, uh, and, and widen the membership. Definitely. Well, we'll um, we'll just keep looking forward to uh, not writing off the summer, but looking forward to the the Alpha dinner that I know you've already set the date for as well in, in September, and hope we can get there. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be great. What a, if if that still goes ahead, and there's there's no reason why it shouldn't, and, and if we're all back working normally, and and uh, um, COVID nineteen is done and gone, then we can have a uh, maybe a bit of a party to to. Um, celebrate uh, getting through this current situation i think we'll all need it definitely we'll all have had enough of seeing whoever we're stuck in the house with and actually want to get out there and and see some faces yeah (laughs) i agree oh no that would be brilliant we'll hopefully have that as a something to aim to um and then yeah get to that point and the whole industry will be back in one room (laughs) yeah i hope so um you know we, we get through um, this COVID-19 and then we back on the Brexit trail to negotiate um, the right deal for our manufacturing and trade base. So another challenge. So there's a sec- there's so another challenge that awaits just, us, yes. Just keep coming at you, don't they? <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you very much for being our first uh, kind of guest on one of these podcasts. I, I did have one last thing that I was hoping to try and do and that is as I develop this as a bit more of a series and get to chat to more people from across the industry I wanted to finish on what question you might have obviously I don't know who the next guest will be and, and you don't know that either so if you had a question 
you could ask for the next person that I will be interviewing and, and talking to, what what kind of question would you want to, to hear the answer to? Well, it depends who you're talking to, I guess. <laughs> but I, I can say, can they tell me the numbers that are going to come up tonight on the lottery? That would be the, the answer we all want, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, but seriously, I, I guess... You know, I don't have a question, but I, I do have a, a, a small comment. Those that you that you you interview, I, I, I just want to hear how they're faring and, and how they're managing through these through these difficult times. And just to say that we're all in the same boat uh, and we're all pushing in the same direction. Yeah, brilliant. No, I think that's definitely going to kind of be the theme of the next few weeks as well. And uh, and hopefully we can even just small bits of advice or small pockets of advice yeah. that people can offer I think it's it's little things like that that keep it all going no I, I agree you know we're, we're, we're an industry that um, I think coming through this will be stronger uh, as, a, as a unit and and um, a, a better representative and a better understanding how we influence uh, and, and how we move forward definitely well I think that's a, a really nice point to end on Tom it has been a pleasure as always to speak with you and um, I will I'll look forward to speaking with you again at some point, hopefully when we're, you know, we can all join up again and actually be together. But thank you very much for your time today and for being our first guest on this podcast. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. I hope you have enjoyed the first in this series of the Aluminium On Air podcast. If you'd like to know more about any of the topics discussed with regards to the UK Aluminium Federation or would like to keep up to date with all the latest news and information from across the sector, then please visit www.aluminiumtoday.com.